I think that we learn so, so much and we can see how we have evolved and gotten to where we are today when we intentionally look backwards. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Small-Minded Podcast. I'm your host, Molly Knuth. And today we are sharing something that I just find so fun. I just love getting everybody's perspectives on this and hearing their unique stories. And I just think it's something that defines all of us. I've just been seeing it more and more. Like literally today, I saw it in two different places, the same discussion topic. And I'm like, gosh, it's it's just right that I had it in line to be the next episode. And of course, we're talking about our first jobs, right? I think that we learn so, so much and we can see how we have evolved and gotten to where we are today when we intentionally look backwards and you can kind of see stepping stones from one event or happening in your life to the next, to the next, and how all of those different experiences really formed you into who you are today listening to this podcast. I just love, especially looking back at my career journey, because it has been totally unorthodox and not linear. And I have had so many different, like full-time, part-time, temporary jobs in different places in my community and beyond. And all of those seemingly disjointed work positions actually taught me so much of what I use every day in my podcasting, in my creative content design, in my communications with clients, with my technology expertise. So everything that I've learned in all of these different positions has really come together into who I am today and what I do for work. Even things like my high school student council experience, like that totally gave me a sense of leadership, punctuality, And you guys know, (laughs) if you know me personally, punctuality is still something I'm, I'm working on, but I know that back in my student council days, like, oh, dang, having to be on time for meetings, I was not great at that, but I tried. Other things that happened are just like when I was teaching, I learned to appreciate different learning styles for different people. I had to understand how to take a big concept and break it down into smaller bite-sized chunk. I needed to be able to take these abstract things and turn them into actionable ways for kids to implement it in their own lives. And I use so much of that today. My daughter's health journey, I learned so much about empathy and about how unexpected things can happen to us. And it's how we respond that really defines our character and who we are. All of these past experiences in our lives, like I said, teach us so much, some good, some bad, but 
Today, we're talking about our first jobs. And I'm probably going to turn this into a series because like I alluded to, I've I've worked in a lot of different locations around my small town and each of those different positions taught me something new. But today we're talking about waitressing. I And I should say, I should make that a little more broad. I've worked in restaurants as a host. I've worked as a server. I've worked as a bartender. I've worked doing dishes. I even had to do some temporary cooking. So I've worked in a lot of different positions in a restaurant, but dang, having that experience on my resume just really underscores how much I believe everybody should work in the service industry at some point in their lives so that they learn how to not only take, let's call it constructive feedback from disgruntled customers, but how to take compliments from customers, how the way you treat people can impact the rest of their day, how you can really elevate yourself if you put a little extra effort into it, how Oh gosh, we'll dive into this a little bit further. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but man, having a job in the service industry and having to work with customers and people from diverse backgrounds and diverse needs and diverse attitudes really can teach you so much. And I 100% will attest to the fact that I think that this is a great job for young people to hold, whether you're in high school or college. These service industries in they need people. And dang, if having a restaurant job isn't a great way for you to get some real, authentic, real world working life experiences. We'll dig into this in a little bit. But yeah, today we're talking about first time jobs in particular, my experience as a restaurant employee. So stay tuned and I'll show you a little bit more inside my past. Serving up dining, drinks, and downtown charm in Cascade, Iowa is the one and only Two Gingers Tavern and Eatery. For over 100 years, this building has housed the local watering holes from pubs to taverns. In 2019, owners of Two Gingers Tavern decided to expand and they brought a delicious brick oven to their establishment. I can hardly formulate a thought right now because I'm thinking about their new menu items like the chicken alfredo, their lasagna, the meatloaf, steak. Oh, and that's all in addition to the delicious brick oven pizza, my personal favorite, the Gouda Bites appetizer, the Cobb salad. I could go on and on, but I have honestly not had a bad meal from this place. In addition, You have all of their delicious drinks. This fall, they are featuring a cranberry mule and an apple mule that you just have to try. And always they'll have Bush Light products, Miller Light products. If you're in the local area in eastern Iowa, you have got to make it a point to stop by Cascade and dine at Two Gingers Tavern and Eatery. You can find them on Main Street. Or if you are local and you want to call in your order, you can Get to them at 563-852-3378 or find them at Two Gingers Tavern and Eatery on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, so picture this. I was 15 years old. I'm the oldest of three kids. My parents were very adamant that if I was going to be wanting more Tommy Hilfiger jeans, 
or American Eagle graphic t-shirt or, you know, that Clinique happy perfume that was the item I idolized and I asked for it every Christmas. If I wanted that stuff, I was going to have to learn how to pay for it myself because my parents grew up as hardworking folks from hardworking folks themselves and a work ethic was something that was instilled in them and then they passed it on to me and my siblings. When I was 15, no less, they told me it was time to start looking for a job. I applied at a couple different places, but of course those child labor laws got me and I couldn't get a job till I was 16. But thankfully there was a cafe in our community and it was just getting started in the month before I turned 16. So they allowed me to come in and work some of the daytime hours so I could kind of learn the ropes, uh, how to run the big commercial dishwasher, how to prepare a salad, how to take an order. And it really was such a great experience. I learned a lot in that job. I had to figure out how to manage my time, especially because we got a church rush on Sunday mornings after the 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. masses. You just knew that you had to have all of your coffee cups out, all of the pots full. You had to have some water glasses already prepared ahead of time because when the people came from that first, very first car that pulled into the lot, it wasn't going to slow down for another hour. It was so much fun. We had fun people who worked there and it really was a rush. And something that I thrived on in that environment at that small town cafe was if I put in a little extra incentive, if I gave somebody a smile, if I made small talk with them, if I chatted up that person who lived by themselves and this was really their only social interaction for the whole day, it really made their day better. You knew that you were maybe a bright spot in these people's lives for that little moment. Similarly, if I approached them with a shitty attitude or if I screwed up their order really bad, then I was going to be a negative experience for them and I did not want that. It was such a fun job to have as a young kid. Truthfully, this was in the early 2000s and I remember like every quarter that I got as a tip, you know, a $5 tip was a huge deal. But every quarter went into my tip jar and I remember like scrounging for quarters to fill up my gas tank so I could go out with my friends. And that few quarters, like that could get me like a quarter tank of gas and I could drive around forever. It was really a great first job. I learned a lot. The people who owned the cafe were so sweet. They taught me so much about not just being a good employee, but also when it was slow, we would sit down. We had conversations about life. We would fill out crossword puzzles. We just had a great working relationship. And I saw what it was like to have employers who cared about the people that worked for them. It was a great overall experience. When I moved to college, the college town of Cedar Falls, Iowa, I didn't want to get a job right away, but pretty soon I knew that I needed one for financial purposes. And I ended up getting a job at the local Applebee's. And again, this was the mid 2000s. Applebee's was kind of like a destination spot on the weekends. I started off there as a host. So my job was to greet people when they came in the door. My job was to help out the serving staff. If they were extra busy, I could help with cleaning off tables. I could help them run drinks to their guests. 
I was also in charge of making sure that people got seated and kind of an organized fashion so people weren't super bogged down. Our serving staff wasn't like super bogged down while the other one on the serving staff was really dead in their section. If you guys are familiar with the restaurant industry, you know this lingo. At Applebee's, I kind of worked my way up through the ranks. What started off as like a host position, which was like your entry level in the front of the house, you had to kind of work your way up. So after a couple months, they saw something in me that made the management staff ask me to be a trainer, which I was super excited about because by that point, decided to pursue a job in teaching. And so I was like, great, this opportunity for me to flex my teaching skills, to practice some teaching strategies and help these new people coming on board our team to learn the skills that they would need to be successful in this position. But ultimately, I wanted more than that. So after a little while there, they asked me to move up to the serving staff, which I was very excited about because like I said, Applebee's was a weekend destination and I knew that the serving position was where the money was at. I loved getting tips and it was great because it was like I said at the cafe, like the more focus I put on my guests, the more I engaged them in conversation, the more I was happy, the more I made sure their water glass was never empty, the better it made their experience. And if this was the best part of their day, I was glad to be part of it. Then I moved up again through the serving ranks to be a trainer, and eventually I became a bartender. And it was a really interesting experience being able to accelerate and move up through the ranks of that organization. Once I graduated, I didn't obviously continue my working relationship at Applebee's, but when I would come home in the summer times, I would work at another Applebee's that was closer to my hometown. And I could see too, and just changing, it was a chain restaurant. So everything was from the outset, the same, same menu, same plating style, same like system of operations. But you could also learn how different people interpreted things differently. The management ran the show a little bit differently. The way the staff worked together was not as cohesive at that summertime store as it was at that store that I worked with during the school year. So I learned a lot from a management perspective in that role, seeing how The manager could really motivate a staff, motivate a team, get people to work together, how to incentivize them, how to get them motivated to bring their best to their job. And it really just gave me a lot of different perspectives that I didn't realize at the time would serve me down the road in this position now as a business owner. All of these positions at Applebee's, my experience at that cafe in my younger years. And then I did have a couple of random like bartending jobs once I moved back here to my hometown. And before we had kids, I did some cooking at another place. I did some bartending at another restaurant on the weekends just to have something to do. All of that was helping me learn so much about people. Here's just a brief rundown, I guess, to try to make some sense out of all the things that I've learned in these restaurant industry roles. And to make some semblance of organization to this, here's some bullet points in no particular order about lessons learned (laughs) working in a restaurant. So first, I learned a lot 
from being a young person who was forced to make my own money. I say forced because my parents made me, but looking back, it was such a pivotal point of my childhood to have to spread my wings and learn how to be financially independent while I wasn't necessarily independent. It was still under their supervision. I was still living at home with them and they were still helping me out with stuff, but it was a big shift in my independence and in responsibility to have me start earning my own money. And after I decided I wanted a vehicle, like I had to learn how to pay for that for myself. So it was everything from small to big that I had to learn how to make the money for to cover when I wanted something new or when I needed something. And that was a huge lesson for me that has served me well through the rest of my adulthood. What I also learned about the financial aspect of holding down a job in the restaurant industry is that the better experience you provide the customers or the clients or the guests, the better you can get paid in return. If I offered a crappy experience as obviously a server, if I didn't come back and ask them for a refill, if I took forever to get back to their table to take their order, if I was rude or asked the wrong question, which I have, I did all that. I had all, I like, I still have nightmares. And if you guys ever worked in the restaurant industry, I hope this isn't just me, but I still have nightmares sometimes where it's like, I'm working by myself. I'm in the restaurant. It should be dead. Nobody's coming in. We're almost ready to close. And then all of a sudden the whole restaurant fills up. I'm by myself. I screw up all the drink orders. I screw up all the food orders and it's just a disaster. Thankfully, it's just a dream at this point, but I still have those moments where I'm like, oh man, because I did make huge mistakes when I was working in these positions growing up. But the thing about making the mistakes in my role as a server was that like, if I served them chicken strips instead of chicken nuggets, it wasn't the end of the world. We could remake the plate. We could get them their right order. They may not have a very great opinion of me after that, but at least at the end of the day, it wasn't like life or death. The customer service aspect of that job and learning that the level of service I provided was equal to the level of pay I could get was something that really motivated me to work hard and to bring my A game every single shift. And I even had a manager tell me one time, like, if you have a terrible day, you leave that at the door when you walk in. People who are coming here to our establishment are here to have a good time. They're here to celebrate life's milestones. They're here to forget about the problems that they have and just enjoy the atmosphere that we are providing. And when you come into this establishment, we want you to contribute to that level of care, to that level of joy. We don't want your attitude to take away from their experience. And that was something that I still think about when I approach my job each and every day and every interaction with my clients. I think about how my attitude really impacts the way that they will view the quality of the product I give them today with the social media marketing that I do. And in every email, in every phone call, every voicemail, Everything I do for them, I want them to just have exceptional customer service and a great experience when they interact with me because I know that can make or break their day 
and I want to give them the absolute best. All right, the next thing I learned is that some people have a shitty day and you just can't always help everybody. You know, there's like certain times when you'd get somebody to come to your table, you just gave them the whole show. You ran through your specials. You greeted them with a full glass of water with a lemon. You were smiling the whole time you were talking to them and they just wouldn't crack a smile. And they just wanted to complain because they didn't want the water with the lemon. (laughs) I had that a few times. Ultimately, there are people you're just not going to impress. So I learned that too. Like no matter how hard I tried, no matter if I like busted out my very best customer service, like this is really going to bring down the show. There were people that didn't care. (laughs) And so some people just have a shitty attitude and you can't help them. And some people have a shitty day. And so like maybe they're a nice person and you have served them. They've been your guest at your table a hundred times. But on that 99th visit, they were not very talkative and they were actually a little bit mean. But sometimes people just have an off day. And when you create and establish relationships, when you're in the business of working with people, people do have bad days. I had bad days. And you are there to just give them what you can to help in some sort of way. So when people were rude or if they just seemed like nothing was going to go right and everything I brought to the table resulted in a complaint, I just said thank you anyway and I moved on. And I learned how to brush things off my shoulder, not let it get to me on like a deep level of like, oh my gosh, why didn't they like me? Why didn't they like my smile? Why didn't they laugh at that stupid joke that everybody else laughs at? There are just times where you do what you can. You can't win them all. And you just learn how to let that roll off and move along and give the next table still the best of you. Another thing that I learned while working in the restaurant industry was to have a sense of urgency. And this is something that is so hard to teach, but it is something that is so desired today among employers. They want to have people in their office spaces, in their convenience stores, in their restaurants, in their places of employment that have the sense of urgency too. And sense of urgency is hard to explain, but it's basically just knowing when you need to step up the pace of your work knowing when the pressure is helping motivate you, move a little quicker and perform a little bit higher. It's almost like that visceral reaction, that fight or flight. So for example, like when all of a sudden I saw all the tables in the section fill up and I saw a wait start to take place at the front door, I knew that my sense of urgency would kick in. I knew that I had to be a little bit more efficient. I had to deliver more glasses of water at the same time. I needed to really strategize, oh, I'm going to get the waters to this table. Then I'm going to go to the bar and get that drink. And then I'm going to go check the kitchen to make sure the food is ready. And then I'm going to take the order of that table. I had to prioritize my actions and think five steps ahead so that I could keep moving and keep the flow of everything happening at the rate it needed to so I could still provide great customer service. As you can tell, it's all coming back to the customer service. It's all coming back to providing for people. That sense of urgency 
is not necessarily something that everybody has naturally. And it's not something that everybody can pick up on. Sometimes you have to be explicit. And I know that it's not always the best, most comfortable conversation to have when you're like, you need to work a little faster. But it's definitely something that employers value right now more than ever because we're seeing how a lot of the modern things that people have grown up with now that are entering the workforce, maybe they don't have that sense of urgency as much. So we need to be upfront and say, hey, when you notice that things are getting busier, you need to move a little faster. When you notice that things are happening at a faster rate, you need to adjust and you need to use your critical thinking to make those plans ahead so you are able to continue to deliver at a high rate, at a high output, and do so with minimal mistakes. It's something that definitely needs to be practiced, but it's something that is so important, and I'm glad that I had that opportunity in the restaurant setting. There were so many nights when I just remember after like the University of Northern Iowa basketball games, it would be like 10 o'clock at night, and we would be all just like dragging because we had such a busy evening rush and then it would slow way down, but we had to stay open because there was going to be a basketball game crowd in the wintertime after the games. And so you knew that even though you were tired, even though it was your normal close time, when you least expected it, when you let your guard down, that's when the whole restaurant was going to fill up again. And because it was after a game, everybody was going to show up at the same exact time. They were all going to want beer. They were all going to want the big beers. They were all going to want appetizers. And so you had to move and you had to be on your toes because the appetizers shot out of the kitchen fast. Those beers were fast to pour. So you had to quicken your step and really be on your best game. And it was really a high pressure environment in those moments. But those high pressure environments are what really teach you so much because you like internalize the jobs that you have to get done. You get even better at being efficient and you get even better at delivering high quality, which seems counterintuitive, but I just really, I guess maybe it's just me, but I feel like I'm the kind of person who, when the pressure is put on, I produce better. And definitely that sense of urgency in the restaurant setting helped me hone that skill. Another thing I learned in this industry was that first impressions really matter. Everything from how clean the table is to how clean the booths are to making sure that the floor is picked up underneath, making sure that, gosh, our managers were like made sure the ketchup bottles were facing the right way, that the salt was on the right side and the pepper was on the left side. When we were plating the food in the back of the house, that the lime was at 12 o'clock on the plate, not at two o'clock because that's not right. And everything was very precise because we were in the business of giving that wow factor. We wanted to have a great first impression when people sat down. We wanted them to just be amazed and really feel like they were being treated when they were out to eat at our establishment. So that went from the cleanliness of the place to the level of the food, both how it looked and how it tasted, the level of how cold your drink was the level of like how quickly did you get that drink we wanted to make sure that their first impressions were all great and it even came to us as the staff like 
We had the uniform that we had to maintain. We had to have our shirts tucked in. We had to make sure that our apron was clean. We had to make sure that we had our hair pulled back. Like it was very like, again, this was Applebee's. Like now I know when you go to Applebee's, like everybody's in jeans or yoga pants. But at this time we were still wearing like black dress slacks. We still had to wear non-slip black shoes. We still had the Applebee's polos. And it was definitely like, it's more casual now. But at the time, we were very much in the business of having a great first impression. And when we had downtime, if it was a slow day in the restaurant, or if it was that like three o'clock lull between shift change, you had to make sure that you helped that first impression stay great. So you didn't sit down at the table and snack for the last hour of your shift. You were up and you were helping to polish the windows. You were cleaning the stairs with that little vacuum that like, I still don't know how it worked so well, but it did. And so you were just constantly moving and helping to keep up the first impression and make sure that everything was in its place where it was supposed to be and giving off that feeling that, you know, we take pride in how our staff, how our establishment, how our building looks because we want to convey that we value you and we value your doing business here with us. And that's something that I still implement in my business today. Everything I put out is going to look like me. It's going to be high quality. I'm not going to put out half-assed stuff. It's going to be whole ass and it's going to be just done in a way that exudes that we care so much that we wanted this to look great from the outset. So that was something I learned from that job too. And then lastly, and probably most importantly, I learned about how important it is to work with a team to get the job done. So when somebody came into the restaurant, it wasn't like the whole experience fell on me. I had this, like, let's take Applebee's again for the example, like the server was the second person they saw. The first person they saw was the host. And we had times where like the host had to greet within three minutes. The server had to make the first contact at the table within two minutes. The drink had to be to them within five minutes. They had 15 minutes to get their entree. So everything was timed. And to get all of that done, it took a lot of people. The host had to be the first person, the server, the bartender, the manager, the ex food expediter in the back, the kitchen staff. Everybody did their part and it took the jobs of everybody to create a great dining experience for each and every guest. Even in the cafe, which was a smaller restaurant and we had a smaller staff and a smaller clientele, it still took all of us to get that done. We had the waitresses serving the drinks and the salads, but we still had the kitchen staff getting the food ready. And then we had the busser and the dishwasher who was cleaning up so that we could turn over the tables and bring in and greet the next guest. So it really took all of the people on board to get this job done. I also learned what it meant to be a leader in this role and that the value and the character of the leader really influenced how the shift and how the overall business ran. I kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but in certain atmospheres where we had a certain manager on staff, we knew that that person was going to be nitpicky. 
And so we had to make sure that everything was done to the T. And it really elevated all of our performances, but also we were elevated in a little bit more of a resentful way because that leader was nitpicky almost to a fault, you know? And then we had another manager who was just like a great natural leader, spoke to you like a friend, but in an authoritative way where you just wanted to be so good to help them out because you just liked the person so much, you valued and respected them so much. And oh man, I loved working for that manager. And we still rose to the occasion under his leadership, but it was in a more joyful way. And we still did the same level of service. It was just more fun. I learned a lot about leadership styles and how it doesn't take much to make a place of employment more joyful and you feel more valued. And therefore, you are more motivated to do better for that position, if that makes any sense. Anyway, those are just a few of the takeaways that I got from working in the service industry, particularly in a restaurant. And like I said at the beginning, I am a firm believer that every kid, youth, or even older, at some point in your life, you should work in the service industry because you seriously learn so much about people and you learn about yourself in the process too. And you just never know when those skills that you are learning on the job are going to help you down the road. If you would have asked me 15 years ago when I was working at that Applebee's, oh man, do you see yourself really taking away some real great life skills and workplace skills? And you think you're going to be applying the skills you learned here down the road when you're in your career and you're a professional? First of all, I would have been like, um, I don't really see how a restaurant job translates to teaching because At that time, I thought I was going to be a teacher forever. But I also don't think I was wise enough at that age to see that so much of my daily tasks and so much of even the minutiae of the jobs that I was working really were helping build the character and the stamina and the overall person I was and how that was going to just all come together to shape me into being fit and ready to be an entrepreneur in a small town. If you've ever been a server, a host, a dishwasher, a cook, I would love to hear from you. So head over to at Small Minded Podcast on Facebook or on Instagram and share some of your stories, particularly if you still have those frightening dreams that you are the only person in the restaurant and it is overwhelmingly busy. As always, I would appreciate your reviews and your ratings on iTunes or on Spotify, wherever you listen. And I thank you for being here. We are seven episodes in. I can hardly believe it. I truly believe the best is yet to come. We have some exciting episodes in the works in the next few weeks, and I can't wait to share them with you. Thank you again for being here, and I will be back next week with even more stories and strategies for small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. Take care. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast 
with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived being small-minded.